You're listening to True Story, a night of true tales told to friends. This story was recorded live at a True Story party in May 2012 in the San Francisco Bay Area. The theme for the night was Unknown Territory. On the first day of eighth grade, in a brand new school in Cambridge, Massachusetts, a girl I met named Gina, Giner, because it was Cambridge, Massachusetts, they really did say Giner, who was obviously popular. And when she found out I was from California, she looked at me and she said, this is how they dress in California, right? I had enough sense to say yes. <laughs> and that began my one semester of popularity. <laughs> so... <laughs> This is a series of vignettes about being popular in junior high school. <laughs> and I need to give you a little background, which is that before that semester, I was not popular. I had been in the same school since fourth grade, where most of my friends were boys. It was the 80s, and the Apple IIc was kind of the thing, you know? And uh, I spent a lot of time at recess programming an Apple IIc, and building forts and things. So I already was on a bad, kind of bad trajectory starting at age nine when the other girls were kind of doing girl things. By the time seventh grade came around, it was hopeless. I was into Dungeons and Dragons and, <laughs> and math class, and <laughs> the only two classes I did well in were math and sex ed. <laughs> and and this is how much of a dork I was, is that I didn't know that that was funny. I thought it was science class, and I was good at science class. <sighs> so, like I said, I barely had enough sense to know on the first day of eighth grade that when Jeaner, who was popular, said, this is how they dress in California, I said, yeah. So, Gina had the biggest hair <laughs> in my class. She was blonde, it was frosted layered and it went the, I still remember it went up and then kind of back down again all the way around at recess on maybe the second or third day of school I was hanging out with my new best friend Gina and we were in the bathroom where all the girls were putting on makeup which I hadn't figured that part out yet so I was just kind of standing there but um, I met her friend Amy and Amy had a special kind of bangs. Hers just went straight up. They didn't do her because she had straight hair, so the the regular hair went down and the bangs went they went up and then over and then over and then down. So it was a perfect wave. And so she was she was touching that up, putting on some eyeliner, and she and Gina were kind of catching up on what had happened over the summer and she says, you know, I could get it anytime I want in the backseat of a car, but I want my first time to be special. We were 13, right? I'm coming straight from Dungeons and Dragons, and this was, this was all new. So 1989, I don't know how many of you remember this, but it was the era of the new kids on the block. And they were from that part of the world. They were from Boston, and they went to this mall called the Arsenal Mall, but in Cambridge you said at the Arsenal Mall. 
that's where we went on weekends. We would wear these buttons. They were like this big, you know, and they had like Donnie on them. And you'd like wear your favorite new kid and you go to the mall and hope to see them. We never saw them, but you always heard that they were going to be there. Um, <laughs> for Halloween, the year before, I'd dressed up, I think, as a robot and gone trick-or-treating. Age 13 with Jeaner, Jeaner's mom driving a Cadillac, smoking Newports. <laughs> Gina, too, not in front of her mom. <laughs> but the mom smoking Newports out the window. Were we trick-or-treating? No, we were throwing eggs yeah. at the trick-or-treaters. <laughs> I was a popular kid for, like, this long. This is another time capsule moment. 1989 was the year that the Giants played the A's in the World Series. And in the third, it was the third game, I think. And um, I was kind of feeling homesick, you know? And I was watching the game like, wow, these are my two teams. They're both playing each other. And that was when the Loma Prieta earthquake happened. During the, the pregame show, I was watching it. And, um, you know, everything started shaking on the TV. And it was... It was really astonishing because, you know, it was the usual baseball thing of, well, they're warming up over here. And, and so it was left to the baseball announcers to narrate what was happening with the earthquake. So that's where I was when that happened. The other real memory of being popular that year, again, it was Gina, Gina's mom, the Cadillac. It was um, the song Bust a Move. You guys remember that? <laughs> You don't remember that? <laughs> this here's a cheer for all the fellas. Try to do what those ladies tell us. Get shot down because you're overzealous. Play hard to get females get jealous. <laughs> and we could go on because that's what we did, driving around in that Cadillac. That song was on the radio all the time. Gina's mom smoking those Newports. Gina doing her hair. And it's this time capsule for me that exists completely in isolation because when I came back to California, everybody knew who I was. And they asked me, you know, how was it? And all I could come up with was, well, it was colder than here. Because what was I going to tell them? I was cool? <laughs> You've been listening to True Story. Our theme music is from Daniel Steinbach's album, The Blade. To comment on this podcast, or to listen to any of our previous stories, you can find us in iTunes or at truestorytime.org. Everyone, I hardly know you, but when something comes and grabs a hold, take the hands that open. Oh, a life that's lived is something gold. I've been alone.